Listeners, welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Million here with, yeah, it's like I'm here every week with you. M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm the overseer of Dominion Fire Church here in Vegas, where we do a lot of uh, creative arts and we do the uh, the healing message, which we uh, trained under JGLM. So we, we see all kind of cool stuff happen. I'm just laying it out for you. We see the goodness of God constantly on display. We just see amazing things. And uh, I, I just can't express to you how fun it is. And in addition to the work we do as far as uh, ministry and healing and discipleship and all that stuff, we present audio arts to you. And this is one of them here on the Heal the Sick podcast, where every week we bring you somebody of interest who's working and operating in the area of healing and who is walking the walk. And the guy that is joining me today has been a, a good friend of mine recently that we've uh, we've had a lot of great conversations, and he's been very helpful in, in helping me to think through things and, and putting some great material out to me and also encouraging me a lot, and I, I truly appreciate him, and I'm glad to have him here today. Joining me on the phone, the Western Regional Director for John G. Lake Ministries, JGLM, Mr. Don Lyle. Don, welcome to the Heal the Sick Podcast. How are you, sir? I am spectacular today. It is awesome to have you here. We've been uh, talking for a little while. We're trying to schedule, and we finally got you. So it's uh, it's exciting that you are here. And um, what we normally do is we open up our program with some testimonies. And you've got uh, oh, you've got a whole ton of them. You are you are a busy guy in the healing arena. So what kind of testimony can you share with us of something kind of crazy, something big, something out of the ordinary? What, what can you share with us? You know, uh, quite honestly, because I forget about 90% of the healing. I know that sounds strange, but if you live it and you do it every day, unless something really strange happens, you don't. it doesn't stick out. I forget them. And uh, this one was a, a while ago. Uh, I was talking with a friend, and he mentions this pastor or, or ex-pastor and he worked at an ice cream parlor. And immediately, I got a word of knowledge about this man and how he was wrestling with pornography. And so he was supposed to be meeting with him the next day. I said, you know, I think I need to go. So I showed up and I, you know, I sought the Lord what I might say to him. And I walked up to him in his ice cream parlor and I said, I uh, believe that the Lord has a message for you, that you've been called to holiness. And he looked like a cat on a hat, you know, hot tin roof. He was freaking out. He immediately had a an empty ice cream parlor, but he polished the entire store because he thought if he looked at me in the eyes, I would get more information and create an uncomfortable situation. He instantly told his wife, hey, did you hear that? Then just a couple of minutes later, I'm with another friend, and this is something that you might want to think about. I find many of these amazing, entertaining things happen with as I, the people I run with. So make choose your, your selection of people well, because if they love God and they love people and they love 
everything that the gospel has, you're going to have an exciting time. He gets a word of knowledge for the next lady that enters the store. I don't know it. I don't know this person. He doesn't know them. It turns out it's his stepdaughter. The word of knowledge he gets is she has uterus cancer. Now, there's no easy transition for that particular conversation. Like, hello, do you have uterus cancer? (laughs) But we, in fact, that's what we did. We said, you know, we believe the Lord has said that you have this, and we want to pray for you. We believe he'll take that. So we ministered to her. I did not hear anything for more than eight years. But when I left that day, I thought, this is the most bizarre day that I could remember in a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then she called up, repenting to me. She looked me up and said, I want to testify, testify at your church because the next day I went to the doctor, there was no cancer. Wow. And I, I want you to meet my uh, children. That happened because, you know, ladies that have had uterus cancer cannot have babies. Mm-hmm. And I got to minister to her, that baby recently again. Wow. And a quick question for you on that subject. Um, this is uh, something that was told to me, and just confirm it or tell me your experience on it, is that when you get a word of knowledge about a healing the healing is pretty much a slam dunk that it's going to happen because otherwise why would it be revealed to you is do you agree that that's the case yes i think that healing is a slam dunk whether i have a word of knowledge or not i don't okay. look for them if they come i'll take them okay but i'm not holding my breath mm. and is all that all i need is a, all i need is a sick person and with getting the word of knowledge, is that something that had always uh, happened with you, or is that something that came over time? How did how did that actually start happening? Hmm. I I believe it's through a lifestyle of obedience. Most people think it needs to be this great production. No, it's more like he says, you know, Don, I want you to uh, buy some flowers for your wife. Well, I don't feel like buying flowers for her. She was barking at me today or something. Mm -hmm. But it's when we obey, he continues to give us more. And and one of the things that I'd like to believe I have been, have been faithful with the little that I've been given. The more I get, the more I've been given, the more I'm faithful to, the more I get. And so now I think it's normal to get prophecy for anybody at any time. And uh, in so that was something that you basically had to grow into to get to that kind of level where you're hearing actual diseases or conditions. I think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a growth. I think it's, it's helpful to be obedient. If you just okay. do what he says, he's going to help you get it done. Awesome. And then with this woman, uh, the first time you prayed for her up until now, about how long ago was that? I, I want to say... 10 or 12 years. Okay. And in the time, have, have you had communication? Is she still clear? Everything's still good? Kids good? Is everything... Absolutely. Well, that was actually about four or five months ago. She's talking about wanting to get together again, mm-hmm. but everything's good. And uh, has by any chance, has she started praying healing for people now that she's seen it happen? Uh, no. It, it was really kind of interesting because the, the man who I delivered the word from... Mm-hmm. 
he was from a uh, denomination that didn't believe in anything, any present-day actions of the Lord. Uh. So it was a little challenging. He not only had the Lord put his finger on something he was doing, number two, he healed his daughter-in-law right in front of him. I think God was trying to get it, get his attention. Yeah, it's basically kind of hard to argue that point when you see it happen right then and there, basically. <laughs> and and I wasn't there to follow it up or debate it or anything. He had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that something that you see a lot of? I mean, I, I and you know we see it too. But in in your experiences, do you get a lot of people that are just opposed to being prayed for for healing, or is it more that they just don't? get the concept of it? What kind of stuff do you see in that sense? Well, I'm going to give you a, a very recent one. I was having lunch with my brother, and I was there a little bit early, and I was doing some homework, and I some paperwork, and I looked out to, up by my the front of the car, and I noticed there was a gentleman. I'm going to say he could have been homeless if I was going to profile. He did have a shopping cart. It had that kind of appearance. And and I thought, you know, here's a human being. Uh, on my way up, I was still early. I connected with him. How are you doing? Da, 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 da. And he instantly, I could tell that he was in a lot of pain and life was hell. So I said, well, give me your hand. He goes, what are you going to do? Pray for me? I said, are you kidding? You think I'm here to waste your time? Give me your hand. And I commanded his pain to go. He got a prophecy and a reconciliation word for his dad. And I let him know that God was thought he was so important and valuable that he put him right in my path because he knew I would act on what I saw. And it, the main reason I said that is because I wasn't denying what he thought I was doing. I just wasn't doing what he thought. He thought, if by most people, when they think prayer, they think I'm going to go, now I lay me down to sleep and my soul to keep. And I could not let him pigeonhole me because he would get robbed because he doesn't know what I do. If he knew what I was, what I did, he'd say, yeah, I'll take it, of course. And so he instantly got healed. He got prophetically encouraged, and God set him free, all in a matter of maybe uh, two minutes at most. Wow. And that's it's funny you bring that up, because I've been hearing uh, a lot of that from, from a few people lately about how when people hear the word prayer, how they think it's just, they, they kind of categorize you with everybody else before them that's prayed that maybe didn't get the job done. And it kind of clouds their vision of you. So I, I like how, that approach in that, how I'm not going to waste your time. Just watch this. And that that's pretty awesome. So, Don, we are actually up against our first break. It's uh, first segment just flew by. And uh, listeners, we are with Don Lyle, Western Regional Director for JGLM, John G. Lake Ministries, joining us on the phone today. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear more about Don and his background and experience. So keep it locked here on The Heal, The Sick Podcast, back in a moment. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. 
If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Listeners, we are back. Segment two here on the Heal the Sick podcast. And uh, this is a presentation of Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, which you'll find at dominionfire.com. And you can find all of the program listings there in its entirety from the beginning. We're actually almost at a year of doing this. And we've had so many cool guests and so many great stories and testimonies. And uh, I truly hope that you're being encouraged and uh, and blessed by this. But not only that, getting you know kind of that... Uh, that, that encouragement to get out there and start doing this. If you're kind of not sure, you're teetering on the fence, I hope this encourages you to get working. So make sure you check that out, dominionfire.com. And if you have any problems, you can email me at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and I will point you in the right direction. If uh, you're looking for any particular guests, or even if you want to suggest someone, make sure you get that info out to us. Joining me on the phone today, Western Regional Director for John G. Lake Ministries, Don Lyle. And uh, before we started recording, Don and I were chatting a little bit, and he was saying that he has some interesting stories about how he uh, got saved, how he got involved in this, how he learned this. And uh, Don, tell us about your background and experience and share a little about yourself. Well, uh, I was actually a complete mess. And and God did not—I didn't come to, to walking with Jesus— because everything was great. I was a total disaster. And I, to the example, and this kind of ruins a lot of current theology about having the atmosphere right, I was smoking pot, and God spoke to me audibly. And as he spoke to me audibly, he told me that so-and-so was going to come do me harm. I was robbed at gunpoint in three minutes, and uh, <clears throat> because they didn't like some of the sales and marketing that I was done doing 30 or more years ago. Actually, it's more than 30 years ago. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, I, I just wanted to put that in, that the statute of limitations is over. Yep, yep. And, and But uh, God began, he literally then stopped all alcohol and drugs working in my system. I took a, uh, 10, 10 milligram Valiums and drank a couple of, uh, about 20, 12, uh, triple strength beers, stout, and then smoked a quarter ounce of sensamine, but and nothing happened. And I realized that God had uh, changed my life. And that sent me on a path seeking God. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew change was the order of the day. I went to a place to kind of think about it. I had a visitation from the Lord. Things were like in the movies, you'll see where things start in black and white and they go into color. But when I surrendered to God, things went into color, and then I began to... Uh, uh, a guy that worked for my father was a... Um, he had uh, basically set about 35,000... setting people free for 35 years. 
And he had, so he began to mentor me. I began to bring him clients on a weekly basis. I got to walk with him. And that began to, then the next thing that happened, I began to go in other countries. And matter of fact, in, uh, I actually was, about the early 90s, I began really interested in, I was involved in deliverance and stuff in the, prior to that, but the early 90s, I began really uh, earnestly pursuing the healing ministry because I was convinced it was there. I would see it hit and miss, but I began to get enough success that I was having more success than anybody I met. And I, like when I went to Honduras in 98, I, I only had one person that wasn't healed. But when, when I ran into JGLM, I found what I was looking for. It's a boilerplate turnkey system where I can take anybody. I can give you some material. You can become effective in ministering to the sick. It doesn't matter. They can be on the other side of the country. I can point them to the material. They can, If they just do something, that's maybe a challenge because Christians don't think they, the word go applies to them. And if they actually do what the scriptures say, which is go, act, do. And when we do those things, God will obviously, and is very interested in touching the world, and so I began to grow. I'd make mistakes, but yet, you know, I'm very, very persistent. And one thing I would recommend is if you make a plan that you're just thinking about stepping out in this, make a commitment to minister to a thousand people before you even evaluate. I guarantee you, if you do that, you will have most of your questions answered. Most of the questions that are going to be actually very valuable because People, they do things for convenience, they quit for the same reason. So it's really good to set a reasonable, if it's really, if it's in the Bible, because here's the thing, if I obey the Word of God and I get no results, it's better than disobeying the the Word of God with no results. And I challenge anybody who's thinking, who's listening, the Spirit of God is stirring them right now, that they would begin to embrace the teachings. The teachings are available, and that they could become effective and destroy the work of the enemy every day. Because I tell you, my days are not boring. I forget more healings than I experience. Let's put it this way. I may remember... Over this weekend, there was probably 15 or 16 or 17 or 20, I don't know. But I can only remember about two of them. One was in a Sam's Club. There was a gal who was at MS, and I immediately blasted her. It's, it's just a case of being obedient. People are wanting God to, to... It's not a magic wand. It's about obeying an action. And then as we begin to submit to the will and plan and purpose of God... God will meet your desire. He will show himself strong to those people, and people will be set free. So what I've done is I've just been faithful to use the little bit I had. I felt like I was making Mount Rushmore with a toothpick because I didn't have any... I got very little mentoring in a lot of areas, but yet I was committed to working until I got it right. And I just say to you, if if I can do it, anybody can here can do it. 
because if they would have saw my mug shots, they would have said, this guy is a disaster. How could that be? And I am a testimony that God can do all things, and he does all things well, and he has put all that past me, and I have a bright and shining future, and I am looking forward to crushing the enemy in many nations. I don't know if that was enough, but that was a good start. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, how did you start getting involved with JGLM and getting up to uh, Western Regional Director? How did you start working in all that? Well, that was kind of an interesting thing. I had a, a good friend who you've interviewed, David Pettilaghi. Uh We met years ago, and we kept talking about doing things together because we, we met in a, another conference. We became a ministry team instantly. For that weekend, it was in another state. It was in Colorado. He was there. I was there, and we just really enjoyed each other because we challenged each other. I wasn't really looking for anything, but you know, we talked about doing stuff. And I have a relationship with an, an apostle in Mexico, and I said, uh, you know, I, I set up that we would do some healing training. So we did some training in in Mexico. It was kind of very humorous what happened uh, as people were being ministered to and they because uh, there was interpreters and in the, in the time constraints uh, people were being ministered so quickly that there was they were you know, taking the one that got healed and spinning them around and healing the next person and there was probably about eight people that got healed in about five minutes and the pastor went into shock and said we won't have it. Uh, we we're not. We're going to stop ministering to the sick because we won't have any for tonight. And uh, yes, folks, as God is my witness, that's what He said. And I thought we could probably find some sick, but what happened was I realized that this was effective. It worked. It was duplicatable. My wife got set free from 16 years of hip pain, having to take pain meds and. The enemy was telling her she was going to need a chair just by watching the DHT. A truth hit, something unhitched from her hip, and something slithered off her leg, and then she was sold. And so we started, then on the way back, the Lord said, start a life team. So I just did. I said, I said, honey, the Lord just told me to start a life team. And she says, what's that? And I said, I don't know. It's irrelevant. He just told me to do it. I'm going to do it. And then one thing led to the, ne the next, and I found out they needed help in the West Coast, and I talked to them. I got interviewed, and I had favor, and before I knew it, I was, I thought I was actually going to do a half a state, but there was a little bit of miscommunication, not by God, but what I thought I understood. And they said, no, you got six states. And I just laughed and said, well, God... This was always your plan. Yeah. You, and so it reminded me a lot of what happened with Promise Keepers, because when I started with Promise Keepers, we had uh, we first met with their corporate officers. They did not have one mailing list, one attendee for any of their events, and in two years we had 50,000 people in the stadium. 
That's crazy. Um, we are actually, sorry for interrupting, we are up against our second break, so I, I do have to uh, pause at this point. And when we come back, Don is going to share a little lesson of something on his heart for us. And uh, based on what you've heard thus far, he's got something good. It's going to be, uh, it's going to rock you as soon as we get back. So again, Don Lyle, Western Regional Director, John G. Lake Ministries, joining us on the phone today. Absolute pleasure. Time is flying by here. We will be back momentarily here on the Heal the Sick Podcast. No, nobody going nowhere. Right back. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick Podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. listeners this is it number three third and final segment here on the heal the sick podcast it is always a pleasure to have you here listening and hanging out with us we appreciate it and uh, make sure that you share with all your friends about the heal the sick podcast located at dominionfire.com we're also available on itunes and stitcher so if you have any of those apps on your phone or mobile device you can also pick them up there and make sure you share them with the world because people need to hear this information. This is this is good, good stuff going on today. Joining me on the phone, Don Lyle, Western Regional Director, John G. Lake Ministries. And um, we were talking on the break about the topic, which I would like to, uh, Don to share with us, is the necessity of sound doctrine. So, Don, what does that mean? Well, um, the last few months, the Lord has really been drilling to me that they, the scripture where it says they would not adhere to sound doctrine. And I've been just chewing on this over and over. What, what does that mean? What is it? doesn't mean. And it doesn't say they could not. They would not. So people chose that as an act of their will to disengage sound biblical process and began to walk in error. And as I've been looking around, I, I, the Lord began to speak to me because He told me that if I got massive influence, uh, or to get massive results, and He'd give me influence. Well, um, you know, like the last, you know, for a number of months, I was averaging over 90%, 95% of the people healed. Well, that's wonderful. It's not, I'm not satisfied. But because it needs to be a hundred. But here's the thing: the Lord has said that as people become more influential, there comes a point after a period of time. It's like people stop looking at their what they're saying, and they're disengaging their brain, and they're no longer using sound biblical process. So once that happens, they move to error, biblical error, and, and, and dangerous things. 
And there are so many places this is happening. One of them, I'm going to give you a pet peeve. There's a there's a teaching right now on uh, what's called mantles. Uh, mantles are an Old Testament concept. There's nothing of that in the New Testament. The disciples didn't do it. Jesus didn't do it. And I'm not doing it. But what is happening is people are going to graveyards and they are... Uh, desiring to receive something from these dead people. Well, the Bible says that that's necrophilia. And so, and and there's some really not good consequences of necrophilia. And people, somehow they think if somebody influential says that, that they should do that. I've heard of influential people that said that they waited uh, for six days at their home with their entire family waiting for their dad to die. And I just thought, that is insane that believers would consider a practice that was the Bible calls detestable. We're not to be touching dead things. And besides that, I'm a new creation, and I have the same spirit as Christ Jesus. Why would I want some downgraded portion of something somebody might have had in the Old Covenant. You know, people are very confused. They don't understand their identity. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what they had. And they think they've somehow received like 32% of Christ or or, or a child's trainer, uh, you know, like you go to McDonald's and the kids would get a little, uh, those little kid packs, and maybe they only get 14%. And then if they get the right amount of people, it's like they think that if they need to have somebody lay hands on them and give them something, except that the Bible says that I have the same spirit of faith as Christ Jesus. If I have the same, if the Bible says I have all that I need for faith, for life and godliness, what could I possibly be receiving? The only thing that's left seems like death. And so what I would encourage you guys to think about is when you're sitting there and you're listening to people talk about these processes, or you hear people say, hey, we're going to go to the graveyard and suck these guys' mantles, that you might think through this because the Scripture strongly says, do not do this. The apostles didn't do it. Jesus didn't do it. And quite honestly, I'm out. I don't know if I should go on. I could expand that. <laughs> no, that's, but uh... I feel very strongly on these things. And I see lots of issues in the body of Christ. Not just this one, but many of these kinds of issues where it's like lemmings going right off a cliff. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's one of those things where you uh, you really have to be careful because there are it, it gets to a point not only in in ministry but in life in general when it comes to you know food and health. There's so much information you don't even know who to believe at some point. So it's like you have to be really careful and checking yourself and keeping yourself in order as as uh, Don is talking about today. So. Um, excellent material on that. Don, if people would like to reach out to you, find you, track you down, maybe chat with you a little bit, get some more information, how can people find you? Well, this might be risky, but I'm going to give you two sources. One is my full name, Donald G L I S L E at yahoo.com. Okay. Or you could call me at 559 360 9000. Wow. 559 
the challenge has been put out there, listeners. So all I can say is I may be crazy for doing that, wow. but you know what? Jesus is up to the challenge, and He is setting lots of people free. Challenge accepted, Don. That is awesome. Thank you so much. And um, as we are coming up on the conclusion of today's show, again, I want to thank you because it's been very fun, and I love the material you're sharing with us today. As we get to the end of the show, we always ask our guests if they will please pray for our audience for healing or a prophetic word, word of knowledge, any discernment, anything you pick up at all, by all means, let it rip. So uh, would you please pray for our audience and take us all the way to the amen, please. Lord, I just thank you for these hungry ones. Lord, I thank you that everyone seeks shall find. Lord, as you would continue to disturb all their comfort zone, all their contentment, that they would press in for your spirit, and not that they would be looking for some man, but they would look for you, and they would search the truth, and they would meditate like as Joshua says, meditate day and night, being careful to do everything that they've written, and as they meditate everything that they they would prosper, and they would prosper in, in health. They would prosper economically. They would prosper in ministry. I say the chains are broken. The chains are broken. I command every demonic assignment on this these bodies, go! I speak life and wholeness. I command every bit of sickness, die, dry up, go! I speak health, strength, encouragement. I say your greatest days are ahead. Greatest dance, trust and see. Step out, step out. What would you do if it was impossible to fail? Step out, my children. Write down a list. Begin to start today. Don't wait till next year. Don't wait till you die. Do it now. Do it now. What would you do if it was impossible to fail? Begin to, you have permission. Don't wait. You have permission to go forth and do great exploits. Go. Get up. Get up off your chair, go out, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. In Jesus' name, you all can do it. The book orders us to do it. We raise the dead because God said, raise the dead. We cast out devils because God said, raise the dead. Cast out devils. We heal the sick because it's all been paid for. And so now I'm fortunate enough to not even be a resurrection virgin because of text messages and believers agreeing we didn't even lay hands. The baby was resurrected in another city. If I can do it, you can do it. Amen. Whoa, okay. <laughs> awesome. Listeners, I hope that lit you up because that was awesome. Don Lyle, Western Regional Director, JGLM. Don, thank you again for being on the program. And listeners, at any point, if you would like to reach out to us, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com is our email address. And um, if you would like any of the uh, previous shows, guests, if you'd like to suggest someone or if you would like uh, or you're having any issues uh, contacting Don, by all means, let us know and we will put you in contact. Please visit our website as well at uh, dominionfire.com where you'll find the podcast in its entirety, the entire catalog as well as um, our videos and some of the other materials we have been putting out there as well. So make sure you check it out and do tell a friend. Facebook.com slash Dominion Fire and uh, Twitter.com slash Healing Minister, where you will uh, find all my personal musings, which may or may not be a good thing. So I forewarned you on that one. So you can check that out. And uh, mainly visit our website at DominionFire.com and you'll find all of our social media and other connections. So 
We thank you as always. We, Like I said, we're coming up on almost a year of this, so uh, we got a lot more planned. We're going to have uh, more guests and some repeat visitors finally, so hopefully uh, Don will join us again in the future. And uh, listeners, I thank you as always for uh, hanging out with us, for taking some time and just listening. Hope you're encouraged. Hope you're blessed. And as we always say here at our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.